Hi folks, I'm Duncan Guild, child and adolescent psychiatrist. And I'm Victoria Lee, licensed clinical mental health counselor. And welcome to Is There a Med for That? The podcast about teen mental health, behavioral problems, and what to do about them. Victoria and I have been working together for years with kids. Sometimes we use therapy, sometimes medication. Sometimes we just give guidance to parents. And we realize that sometimes kids just need to be left alone. We don't have all the answers, but we've got some of them. We'll do our best to share what we've learned over the years working with struggling kids and their families. We hope you enjoy the show and that we can be helpful to those who have taken on the hardest, most important job in the world, being a parent. Victoria, let's do this again. All right, I'm ready. Here we are. Here we are. I was wondering, uh, how many intakes do you think we've done together? In terms of, so kids will sign up for the program, they'll come in and we'll do an hour. We'll spend time right. with parents, we'll spend time, they're thinking about coming to the program. I did a lot too with you and Joe. I sat in on a lot of them. Mm. So if we count them, I don't know. I'm really bad at it. You're like the jelly beans yeah, in the jar. Yeah, I'm yeah, always way off. Happen. So we've had well over 3,000 patients. Really? I want to say maybe close to four. Wow. Um, we've done easily a thousand intakes. Yeah. Together, something like that. Yeah. So we've done, done many. And I was curious, um, we have a lot of kids come in and I'm going to use brand names in this because I think in a podcast you can say anything. God, what if like Eli Lilly comes and tries to sue me for talking about one of their meds wrong? We might become famous. Let's go. Let's do <laughs> Let's it. Let's see if we can leverage it. <laughs> um, so yeah, we have, I, there was a, some things you get used to in your intake. You see that over and be, over again. I used to put, that'd be a really good story. You know, like the big bad corporation trying to hurt the... Take down the, the clinical Little folks in Nashua, New Hampshire. Yeah. We could get a whole like group of support. And then people would really listen that. to the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So From talk jail. away. Fire okay. away, Duncan. So there's certain things that you end up seeing over and over again. And one thing that, that we see, I, I remember, is, is kids who'd say they're on meds and they hated it or didn't like it or... Uh, it didn't go well. And one that we see often, is there a medicine that you can remember to kids saying that they were on or parents saying they were on and it just didn't Especially work? Especially if they come from their PCP, it's always Prozac. It's always Prozac. Yep. Um, and you can always tell if, um, especially if they're a little bit, um, not your classic, just depressed kid, that it, when they say it didn't go well, right. you always know it's they, they tried Prozac. It's Yeah, it's Prozac. And it's funny because mm -hmm. Prozac was... Uh, sort of the pro original new generation antidepressant. Prozac Nation, remember that because, book? Yeah, Prozac Nation. And In there was movie. there was a book called Listening to Prozac. I don't know it, about that one. Yeah, Listening to Prozac. And um, it was it was revolutionary in some ways. And uh, yeah, I remember actually in residency, they had a, a speaker come and talk. He gave a speech called Talking Back to Prozac <laughs> because he was actually a psychiatrist who was super anti-meds. Hmm. But he was... Which was interesting, but he was super anti-med to the point he was... A little imbalanced. Yeah, and just angry. Okay. And um, so anyways, so Prozac is one, and it's so it's been around forever. It was the first one to get, I believe, an indication for treating depression, period, of the SSRIs, the, the new generation that came out. And um, yeah, so, so lots of people took it. And it's funny because... I think <laughs> so. A lot of people took it. <laughs> the the primary pills. care docs, in particular, I think, were very comfortable with it okay. uh, because it was old and had studies and been around. So very reasonably, I think uh, a lot of, particularly with the access to care issues now, 
Mm. A lot of folks, if they're starting meds, they're starting with their PCPs. Yep. Because no one can get into prescribers very quickly. And I'm very appreciative of PCPs who will actually uh, try try to help. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. When when they're waiting. So, but a frequent one is, is Prozac. And we'd see a lot of kids come in and they've had a bad experience with Prozac. And partially, I think that was because we see a select population. We see the kids who don't get better on Prozac. Right. That's a good um, point. But there is something particularly about the med, I think, which is sort of an activating med. And I was going to get into a little bit some sensitivity kids have that I think adults don't. But uh, yeah, yeah. so I just remember that. And this, this would happen over and over and over again. So I think there is truth to it. Um, so in, go ahead. For the kids who it does work for... Yeah. Right. That is like maybe not the kids we often see because, like you said, they've they don't need us because the Prozac helped. Yeah. And that's like your maybe classic some like kiddo who's a little bit depressed, Anxious, a little down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they try a little bit and it helps or not try it. They get a prescription and take it as prescribed <laughs> <laughs> by their doctor. Yeah, and I've definitely seen some kids do well on it, um, but. There is a difference between kids and adults. So th- there was a study, uh, it's huge to do, to, uh, in 2004, where they came out with a so-called black box warning. Hmm. You familiar with that? Like the one with the cr- um, skull and crossbones. No, just kidding. <laughs> Inside. You'd open up the leaflet of the uh, the monograph of the medicine, yep. and they literally had in a big your... black box this new warning about antidepressants that in children and young adults... I believe it was primarily zero to 18. I think it went to 24 that increases suicidality and suicidal behavior. I still not exactly sure what that means, but um, it it clearly was a bad thing. And so this came out and it was based on a meta-analysis of a a lot of kids and um, which showed an increase in these adverse events and Mm -hmm. people panicked and the FDA came up with this black box warning. It was very, a lot of folks have looked at the study and say that, you know, that's just crappy study. Hmm. But in any event, um, it first came out when I was just sort of in or finishing up my child and adolescent residency. And initially I thought, um, this is complete baloney, hmm. as a lot of psychiatrists did, because uh, when you see the risk of depression and Mm. adolescents and adults, you see, you know, how bad it can be. And you see actual suicides and that kind of thing. And, uh, you have a sense as to how well these meds can work for folks. And then to have this warning that the patients are all coming in and talking about the kids are, um, it scared a lot of parents away from the meds. So I had a sort of natural reaction also having worked a lot with adults and seeing how antidepressants could be helpful, that there wasn't much to it. It was just a huge overreaction. And it did end up being, quote unquote, successful in that it reduced the amount of antidepressant prescriptions, I think, by half. Wow. Um, and then there's lots of controversy afterwards if this has made the mental health crisis worse, which I, th- hmm. I think is, I think there's truth to that as well. Meaning like people got scared away from it and they think that made the crisis worse because yeah. people aren't getting meds that could potentially be helpful. Yeah. Suicide, you know, do the rates go up, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, and not only... Prozac, but then associate psychiatrists with prescribing meds, which are 
making killing kids. our kids. Okay, right. right. Um, it's all Duncan's fault. It's all it's all my fault. So initially, I thought that there was really nothing to this, and then as I did more and more work, I did see that there was something different with kids, hmm. and that is not separate from adults. Adults will take antidepressants sometimes and feel worse. So, so the first thing that I think is, this is all clinical experience, but what does not happen is you don't take an antidepressant and suddenly think about suicide. It's not like this one-to-one causation. What happens is people take an antidepressant, they feel worse, they keep taking the antidepressant, and that worsens depression, essentially, right? You, have, you feel worse, you're more likely to, to do this stuff or to think about this stuff. Um, I think actually it didn't, when they did the uh, study, it wasn't actual increased suicides. It was thoughts. Okay. So anyways, um, you feel worse and certainly saw that with adults many times. I think it happens more often in kids. So antidepressants in particular, uh, kids will take them and not like it. They'll get more irritable. They'll get more anxious. Um, And so the... In terms of the positives of the black box warning, I think it highlights. I, I think it highlights that there is a risk in taking any mood altering med of it being altered the wrong way and feeling worse. And we see that. Mm. And there's a risk if you continue to give the medicine for months, in particular. So the real problem was folks prescribing these meds and being told that hey, I feel worse with the med, but you have this. Uh, you're told anyways, I believe it's mythology. We can do a whole other episode on this, that you have to wait 12 weeks for a medicine to work. Mm-hmm. This is mythology. Yeah. Just give it more time. Just give it more time. Hang in there. And meanwhile, these adults and kids will be feeling worse. So that practice was probably reduced by the black box warning, which is good. Mm. Unfortunately, people who really needed treatment um, didn't get it as well. So, so that was bad. But... I think it does happen more often in kids. I think they're more predisposed to mood instability, as we talk about, and they're more likely to get... What's that? Teenagehood in general. They're they're moody. Yeah. So you give a med and they get revved up in a negative way. And by the way, this is one particular issue with Prozac is it tends to be activating. Um, There are other meds. uh, There's Abilify. There's, There's several meds which are activating. And that's more likely to make somebody feel worse, in my opinion. And when you say activating for our audience, that is when you feel like that anxiety or sort of restlessness or just like not great, like when taking it, like almost like get it out of me feeling. It's negative energy. Okay. So it looks like just like mood instability, negative energy. So it looks like anger or it looks like um, anxiety or this intense dysphoria it's a Mm. bad mood negative energy negative energy it's less sad and more unhappy yeah so anyways the solution to that is pretty obvious which is if somebody's not liking medicine you stop it right listen to the feedback that they're giving you not rocket science but the way the system is set up there often are monthly visits with the med provider right So that's just the way things are. You don't see them every week. You don't see them every day. So if you have a patient who isn't communicating and saying, I feel worse with this, then it's a risk to be on a medicine that's making you feel worse for a month. So you see them again. Or to be told, well, just tough it out because you'll feel better in 12 weeks. Which really doesn't happen. If you feel worse, you're not going to feel better. 
If, yep, if it's not working you with can, the original. You can take that. You can quote me. If you feel worse, you're not going to feel better. Yeah. <laughs> that is not a good mental health quote. <laughs> no. So anyways, um, I guess one of the good things about the black box warning was it drew attention to the fact that there were potential risks of these medicines making you feel worse. Yeah, and to listen to your patients or clients when they're expressing that to you. Exactly. Again, this wasn't... My, this isn't like these medicines bring these thoughts of suicide into your head. They make you feel worse. So it's like there's a seed of it already there and it just amplifies it. If there's not a seed there, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And then of course you have the issue of, of quote unquote overdiagnosing or misdiagnosing depression in somebody, particularly a kid who is mm. having a you know, bad time of it to call this clinical depression. The number of diagnoses of depression went way down too. And to some degree... That's probably good because it was probably being overdiagnosed in kids who really weren't clinically depressed. They were unhappy about things. Yep. Stage um, in life or environmental factors. Unfortunately, you also had people who were really depressed no longer being diagnosed with depression, which is a risk. Yep. So there was some truth to it, but I think it was done in a very clumsy way and probably may have caused more harm than good, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And then... After 2008, uh, they decided to add these um, black box warnings to anti-seizure medicines, Mm -hmm. which are a go-to for psychiatrists for mood problems, particularly bipolar disorder. Um, So these are medicines like Trileptal, one of my favorites, uh, (laughs) Oxcodazepine, Lamictal, which is Lamotrigine, um, Topiramate, which is Topamax, Neurontin, which is Gabapentin. And... I see this much less, uh, but I guess there are reports of folks feeling worse on these anticonvulsants. Everybody mm. feels crappy on some med. So unfortunately, they put these warnings on these meds as well. And these meds are mainstays of bipolar disorder, which is a very dangerous condition with high suicide rate. So this one, I think, was much more damaging. Mm. But anyways, you, what you end up with is a population who comes to psychiatrist with these giant... you know almost waving these leaflets which say, hey, you know, uh, you're giving me a medicine that's going to make my child more suicidal. So it's just another thing that you have to deal with. And I feel kind of mixed about it because I do like the fact that people may be more thoughtful about potential side effects with meds, but I don't like the fact that, I don't like the way it's done. Yeah, and how to allow people to be educated about the potential risks, but not in a way that builds a barrier to care. Yeah. Should be ideally done in a way where we can all team up more and have more cooperation and care. But yeah, it divides people a lot, I think. Yeah, it's really a warning, but it's a warning about the wrong thing. It's not, you might feel worse in this medicine. If you stop it, you'll stop feeling worse. It's that these are going to put suicidal thoughts in your head. Right. So. Right. Which isn't, yeah, there's already an issue that we're trying to help with. And let's keep trying to find help. If this isn't, if initially you take it and this isn't helping, let's stop it. And that's okay and normal if it doesn't help because that happens for some people. Yeah. And there's a different medication you can try too. There's other options out there. Yeah. Prozac isn't the only one or anti-seizure medication isn't the only option. And also too, what about dosage? Like um, the amount that someone takes, does that create more for some people or less or? Yeah, another, I I think, mistake of, people in the field, med providers in the field, is if something isn't working, just to crank up the dose 
sort of this unlimited fashion. And people definitely can get to a dose where they feel worse. Yep. If it's not working. So you really don't have to go very high with these meds to find out if it's going to be helpful or not. Yep. Um, so my strategy, as you know, with kids who are more predisposed to being moody, is to usually, and there are very few kids who make it to this level of care. Again, we have a skewed population, but who just an antidepressant is useful for. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or is going to be the solution. So these kids either aren't depressed and they have more developmental family problems, that kind of thing. Chronic ongoing. Right. Or sometimes bipolar, in which case antidepressants can make that worse, particularly by themselves. Um, Or they're moody and an antidepressant by itself is going to possibly make the moodiness worse or not be very helpful. So again, skewed population. So outside of here, um, I think... A lot of folks do benefit from just an antidepressant, a little bit of Lexapro or Zoloft or something like that, even Prozac sometimes. Um, but what I often do is I combine a mood stabilizer with the antidepressant. And unfortunately, the mood stabilizers are the anti-seizure meds. That also and these are now a black box warning. So anyways, it's a little trickier dealing with kids. So this is something, um, there's sort of a lot of facets to it. And again, I had to work in the field for a bit to see the kids are more predisposed to this. Mm -hmm. So, but there are ways around it. And uh, what you don't want to happen is folks to uh, get this generalized idea that we're trying to make their kids more suicidal. Mm -hmm. And for you, would you say that you often, when you do the multiple medications, they're usually in lower doses? Yes. Good point. So there's also this, um, it makes sort of, you know, intuitive sense, but there's also this, field-wide pressure that prescribing more than one medicine is bad. They call it polypharmacy. Mm, A cocktail. It's a cocktail and it's more dangerous, which I don't think is the fact if you're using low doses of each med. And I think it's really the only way to go for a lot of folks. Yep. Rather than 80 milligrams of Prozac, um, 150 twice a day of Trilaptol, (laughs) and 20 of Cymbalta. Hmm. There you go. And he's curious. That's all you need to else. know about pharmacology. <laughs> and then if they get worse, stop the effing meds. Yeah. And, and more like frequent, more frequent visits with your yes. psychiatrist in the beginning when you're trying new medication. Yes. And have a, some kind of way to reach them on the phone. Yeah. And if you're a psychiatrist, be responsive to those. Yep. We have the advantage here of seeing kids every day so they can just say tomorrow. I was going to say that I think a big part of it too is that if initial treatment isn't helping trying to find that intermediate level of care where there's more eyes on your kids on a regular basis versus just a quick check-in and then I'll see you in a month. Right. I think it's really important if people, I know access right now is challenging, but that's what we'd recommend is if your kid's having a hard time finding the right medication or if you're nervous about finding the right medication, having an intermediate level of care and someone connecting more frequently is, I think, the ideal way to go. Also add, after doing this for 20 years, I've never, I've seen kids feel worse with antidepressants and meds, never seen a suicide on that type of thing. I have seen or heard suicides from folks who stopped their meds right? or aren't perhaps, you know, are are treated for the correct thing, but, um, never, never seen it. Not like given Prozac and And then they commit suicide. suicide. Thank you for allowing me this rant. I feel 
better. Yes, I think it was an important one to address. And maybe soon we can talk about the 12 week build up Bullshit. myth. Yeah. Great. I'm looking forward Back to, to saying anything we want to on air where we started. Any other thoughts? No, I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right, folks. And we appreciate you at home and see you next time. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Is There a Med for That? For more information about our podcast and our clinical work, visit our website at medforthat.com. If you've got questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover, feel free to email us at contact at medforthat.com. We'd love to answer some of your questions on air. Have a great day.